and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and we are a podcast that is, uh, I have it right here, <laughs> a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women by women. And what that really means is a celebrating our femininity, celebrating the divine feminine, how that is in flow, really welcoming that back into our lives in whatever way, shape or form that comes up. And this is really important because we do live in a, in a society that has been overly masculine in a lot of ways. And so that is one of the reasons why I'm definitely on this planet and why I feel it's so important to be interviewing the women that I am sharing with you. And so today I'm really excited to introduce you to Courtney Tilia. She is a former special education teacher turned life coach for women who truly want to have it all. She is a wife, mother of four, and a model. She passionately stands for women raising their standards and manifesting their greatest desires through embodying their feminine core. She guides women back home to their truest, most, excuse me, most powerful, that's powerful, and most prosperous selves. She's adored for her pioneering demonstration of free, uncensored expression and sensuality, inspiring women to unleash their radiance, their radiance boldly and unapologetically. And I have to say that I had a friend a couple years ago when I was like, you know what? I feel like orgasm is the way to abundance. She was like, I think you need to start following Courtney Tilia because she's talking a lot about like what you're saying. And so that was when I got hooked into following you on Facebook. And so I am really honored to have you here today. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. I always love hearing too how people came across me and where they found me and where they came into my like little circle. So good to hear. Yeah. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know Courtney, like I'll just give a little synopsis. Like Courtney unapologetically, as was said in her bio, has pictures of her sexy ass body even after four children. And and I mean, you mentioned it, sex, sensuality in the bio, but it's sexual too, and it's okay. Yeah. And this is what I absolutely love about you. So tell me a little bit about the journey of like how you went from special education teacher to being a hot mama who's like not afraid to flaunt it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've actually been diving into this a lot lately as I, I'm in the process of launching a new program all about self-expression and modeling and photos and all the different things. And so I've been diving into like, where did my own desire for expression came from? And I realized that it started at such a young age when, you know, you get those Christmas time JCPenney catalogs and you see the kids in their modeling clothes. And I just remember being so little maybe like kinder first grade and like circling the pictures and being like, wow, I would love to like model. Since then it's like completely transformed and I did glamor shots and I did all these different things. And then I became a special ed teacher and realized that I had slowly conformed to society's norms of covering up, shutting down. And especially like when you hit these milestones of being a wife, it's like you toss out, well, the laundry is only okay for your husband, but that's it. And then once you become a mom, forget about it. Like toss that stuff aside. You no longer get to be sexy and sensual. So I realized that I was like, 
slowly falling into this place of like disconnect from myself and really just like a, a level of depression, a level mm -hmm. of not feeling good and sadness. And that was impacting every area of my life, my marriage, my relationship with my kids, being a teacher, all these things. And so I started like slowly going into this area of, and I was like, subconsciously, I was like, where can I be expressive? Mm -hmm. And I realized that if I competed in bodybuilding, it was acceptable for ladies to be in bikinis on stage and have pictures taken because it's, it is like, I've worked for this body and it's a competition. And so I started doing that. And then I was like, I don't really enjoy competing so much, but I started getting into like the fitness modeling. And then that just completely opened my world up to fitness modeling, lingerie, all these different things. And I was like, wow, this was a part of me that I had closed off that I really wanted to get out there. And so that's kind of how I got into this space. And now it's completely blossomed into a, where I am a paid model and I do it throughout the week. And it's something I bring to women, whether it's that they want to be a model or do a boudoir shoot or just feel sexy all day long. That is my message. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so yeah. now you're helping women actually kind of, it feels like, I mean, unlayering, which is funny right? because like you do a lot of really amazing nude shots. Um, but it is, it's unlayering all of what society has programmed us to believe that being a wife or a mother um, or just an adult woman. Yeah, just a woman. Like, just a right. woman. We're like, no, 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 no. Too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love all of this. So I want to hear a little bit, like, you had a lot of feelings around, like, can I have my sexuality, my sensuality while being a mother? Like, tell us a little bit about how you worked through that. Yeah. I mean, I, so I was like asked to do a photo shoot and I was like, I really wanted to, but you know how your ego gets in the way. And it's like, here's 85 reasons why you should not. And my husband's super supportive. He's like, just do it. Just do it. You'll have the best time. It's something you've wanted to do. So I went, I did it. And I was like, well, this will just be like my little, like my collection, my little thing. And I really went with, like, I really had a hard time putting myself out there with the fear of judgment from first and foremost, my family. What will they think of me being expressive and putting myself out there? Will I be loved? Will I be accepted? And I even went through this period where I had built this amazing portfolio. And I told my coach, I was like, I think I'm going to delete it. Like, I think it's the thing that's keeping me from being a powerful coach, from really having a huge impact in the world from like all these different things, right? We feel like this one thing is keeping us from having everything that we want. And she was like, God told you that? God told you to delete your portfolio? And I was like, ooh, no. And she was like, I want you to know that your desire to put yourself out there, to be expressive, if it's a desire that's in your heart and in your soul, that you get to have it. Like it's, there's no one that keeps to keep you from having it. If God gave you that, then God wants you to express it and have it. And I was like, you're right. And I was like, okay, well, if like God gave me this to have, and it's a desire, then like, it must not be a bad thing. And if it's meant to be for me, that means that I'll be loved and accepted and get to do all these amazing things, whether I do this or not. And so 
I, I did work through those things and I get questions all the time too. Specifically, what will your kids think of you being expressive? And my answer is always that I want my kids to be expressive. I want them to know that it's safe and that it's okay and that they can be loved and accepted for expressing themselves in whatever way feels amazing to them. There's nothing wrong with that. So that is always my message. I love that. Sorry, I had a yeah. kind of ball that like took my attention for a second. But yeah, it's it is it's interesting that you bring up this like what would the kids think? Because I actually had a boudoir photo shoot a couple years ago just for my partner and they somehow got online without my okay, right? And it was supposed to be in a secured area and it wasn't. And so I was just happening to do a Google search on myself and all these photos showed up and I was like, holy fuck, if my stepsons who were in high school at the time, right, like came across these photos, I would be mortified. But why? Right? Like, it's so funny. Like, of course, I'm a sexual being. We are all sexual beings. And why is it like I'm ashamed? And really it comes down to this like shame and guilt that a lot of women have been, that we've been programmed societally to feel around our bodies and the power that it holds. Yes. So I love that you're doing this work. (laughs) Yes. And and we all experience that whether you have kids or not, this level of shame and guilt and that our bodies are shameful or you're going to be that quote unquote, that girl who like shows her body or she's doing it for attention. And it's just, we get to do it for ourselves. We get to do it because it feels good. And we get to do it because we love ourselves and we love expressing ourselves. And here's the thing about the feminine. We love being seen. We love being seen and not just for our exterior, but our interior. We want to be seen in all of our beauty and all our glory. And so there's a part of us that's shutting that off because we, there's this judgment and guilt. So we're kind of shutting off parts of ourselves to fit these norms. Mm. I love this conversation. So I'm like, because this is a conversation that a lot of women are too afraid to have or don't know that they can have it, that it's safe to have that. And so this is why your work is really, really important in the world. And I'm loving the way you're bringing it up because I too like grew up wanting to be a model and then was told you're too short that that you're that you'll never that's not your destiny models work really hard and I was like I don't really want to work that hard you know um and so I'm curious about like were there any like myths or like beliefs that were instilled in you at a young age around this that you feel like you really had to overcome in some way Totally. hundred percent. I think all of us question whether we have the it factor, we have the look. Um, and I was reading a book recently, um, called captivating and she talks about how every woman hits this stage where we feel like we've missed the mark in some way, whether it's beauty, whether it's intelligence, whether it's the body, whether whatever it may be, we feel like we've missed the mark. So in terms of modeling, of course, I think we all have this like layer of judgment where we're like, I don't think I've missed the mark. I am not like when we think of modeling, we think of the really like thin girls and I'm not that I am not, I am thick, um, for the modeling communities, I guess. Um, but so I did kind of compare myself, like, do I have that image? Am I 
Do I have the moves? Do I have the look? Do I have the things? And the more like my first shoot, when I saw the images, I was like, whether I have the thing or I don't have the thing, I fucking love that I love the images of myself. And I was like, I'm just going to do it for me, whether it goes anywhere or not. I'm doing it for me because I love the way it makes me feel. I love being expressive and I love having photos of myself that I love and I feel good in. I think every woman deserves to have photos they feel good in. Yes. And so this brings up a really great point to me, which is what do you feel? Are there things that you do still on a daily basis um, maybe base daily, weekly, monthly basis to cultivate your own confidence, to cultivate your own self-care, to make sure that you're still in a good headspace around like, no, this is really what I want to do. I get to do it because it's coming from my heart. It's not coming from a trying to prove myself to someone else. Yeah. yeah. I, I check in with myself throughout the day because I get asked to do shoots all the time and I feel into is this something that I desire? Is this a shoot I desire? Is this a level of expression that I desire? Does this feel good to me? And that is how I base my entire days um, is checking in. So like, as far as even self-care, like going to the gym is not just me moving my body. It's a place where I connect with myself. I connect with God. I, it's just a, it's a beautiful place for me. It's like my sanctuary Mm-hmm. Um, so I start there and then like, I wear lingerie daily. I wear things that allow me to feel sexy because when I feel sexy, I feel powerful. And when I feel powerful, I show up in the world with that energy. And it's a benefit to myself, my clients, my family, my children, if I cultivate that energy for myself daily. So those are some, like my non-negotiables are usually lingerie, photos of myself in some form, even if it's just a selfie where I'm like, damn, I look good. Um, hair and makeup every day and whether, and I tell this to my clients, whether these are your things or not your things, whether makeup is your thing or it's not, do the things that make you feel sexy and powerful and where you look at yourself and you're like, damn, I'm hot. And whatever that looks like for you, make that a ritual because your power, your energy is so, so important for everything. Amen. And like being able to cultivate our own energy yes. is like not seeking it from someone outside of ourselves, not making our partner, our husband, whoever, you know, that, that other piece of our relationship is responsible for making yeah. us feel sexy and really tuning into, I love this because I actually just last week, like bought new makeup. And so I was like, Ooh, red lipstick. Like I've never had red yeah. lipstick. And there was a piece of me that only bought it. Looks because good on you. It's so good. Thank you. I like, I only bought it because I was like, I felt inspired to buy it. A like that was a legit thing in my space. I was like, Ooh, I want yeah. lipstick that's like vegan because I recently went vegan and I was right. like, I want something that's animal product free. And so I found like, literally this was the only color that they had left vegan. And I was like, it well, was then meant to be. it was meant to be. That's what I said. I didn't even try it on in the store. I told my beloved, I was like, I didn't even try it on in the store because I may have talked myself out of it. Totally. I just like bought it and left. <laughs> like, yes. Amazing. Yeah. And it, so it's important for, and I think there's been a lot on both sides of the, like, 
as women, we've been taught to judge and point the finger at other people. Oh, she's wearing that color. That's crazy. Who does she think she is to do that? Or she's wearing too much makeup or she's not wearing enough makeup. And we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't in a lot of senses. And yeah. so when we can just say, you know, fuck everybody else's opinions. I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's everything. And no, like when you have that level of power, but it comes down from the foundation of, I know I'm enough. I know I'm worthy. And I know I have nothing to fucking prove when I know I have nothing to prove. And I feel so amazing. I do the things that continue to empower me. And then people are like, wow, I want that. I want your energy. I want your confidence. I want what you have. I don't know what it is, but I want that. Like people feel that. And then the judgment kind of slowly, I feel like dissipates a little bit. It does for sure. For sure. Because then it's like, oh, I feel like at least like on an internal state, I feel so good. I want everyone to feel this good. Totally. And so it's not all of a sudden we see that there is no competition. Mm -hmm. Like going back to the modeling thing. Right. Right. And when we can see that there's no competition that here, the thing, I feel like women get a bad rap with other women because it can be catty and all these different things. But, but we've been programmed to an extent that if somebody else is beautiful and powerful and feminine and all these things, that means that I can't, and there's an abundance of everything. So there's no reason that you can't be absolutely stunning and beautiful and amazing. And that means that I also get to be beautiful and stunning and amazing too. We get to be all the things. And so when we come from that energy of like, it's not taking from me, we actually get to see the beauty and celebrate other women. Um, because we know that doesn't take from us. Yeah, it is. It's the whole, um, pie analogy where so many of us have been taught and societally we're, we're taught, we're programmed that if I'm taking a piece of the pie, then I can only take so much because I might take more, I might take more of yours when actually that's not the truth of how the universe works. Right. So I, I just feel really led to like ask you about like, are there any particular, I know you mentioned the gym feels like your sanctuary. Like what type of spiritual practices do you really do to like kind of get into touch with your own inner power and your own inner guidance? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think it depends on a daily, like my practices change daily. Um, depending on what I feel I need that day. So if I am in a low energetic space, I will do more things, meditation, prayer, um, walk, bath, like different things, right? Like different things that really cultivate a connection with myself. Cause a lot of times our spiritual practice for me personally comes from a deeper relationship with myself. When I'm super connected to me, I am super connected to God, higher power source, whatever, Um, and so for me, it's like, what do I need to really cultivate that space, that connection to allow the doors and the, the doors to open and the like words of wisdom to pass through. So the gym, obviously one of them journaling is a huge one for me. Mm. I had used to have so much resistance to it, but when I realized that I was like an, it was like a flow or a release or an eraser or It's just a beautiful place that I was like, 
I can't believe I've been not doing this for so long. So I guess to answer the question, it changes on the daily. I do whatever I feel called to do. Sometimes it's paddleboarding. Sometimes it's prayer. Um, just whatever I feel like when I check in with myself and ask what I need, I just do that. That's perfect. And it also brings up for me this thing that I've been seeing, which is that self-care actually creates the success. Mm. And so I'm curious about your thoughts and feelings on that, because I think that, again, we've been so programmed that we have to give, give, give to everyone else before we take care of ourselves. But what I've found for myself, for my clients, for everyone that I've talked to, especially in this podcast, like self-care is really the basis. Listening to what our body needs is really the basis for the success. So talk on that a little bit. Yeah. So I think with self-care, and I'm going to talk specifically about like even from the mom perspective, it's been viewed as being selfish, as um, we got to put our kids first. But what we want is we want our kids to grow up and be the best. We want them to not sacrifice. We want them to not compromise. We want them to go after their goals and their desires. And if we're just speaking that to them and not showing that to them, we're living out of integrity. And our kids are watching more than they are listening. Um, If you have kids, you know that they watch and they're not always listening. And so for me, I want my kids to see that like mommy takes care of herself. Mommy moves her body because there's, there's so many things that go into that. Self-care is me proving that I can still like, not necessarily from a proving energy, but that I I'm here to provide for you and I'm going to be able to provide for you and keep you safe because I've made me a priority. I've made my health a priority. And so if I didn't, would I still be able to take care of you, provide for you, all those different things? I don't know. Um, I forgot the other things I was going to say with that. But it's, it really comes down to us being able to give our best self by taking, making us our best self first. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And it's so true. Kids do. They just observe and they observe and they observe and then they spit out exactly what you're saying. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there's such a sponge. Um, And so they do, they pick up on whatever you're doing rather than what you're saying or preaching. Like we have to lead by example, right? Not only in our businesses, but also in our home. Totally. So yeah. And they deserve our, the best version of ourselves. If I show up and I'm cranky and tired, I haven't taken care of myself. I haven't moved my body. I haven't created a connection with myself. I am only giving them a half version of myself, a disconnected version, a, I'm just giving you my time, not my, my presence, or I'm not giving you my quality time. I'm just giving you quantity of time. Um, and so we want to give them and show them the best. And that starts with making you priority. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that because it is so important for women to know. And you're worthy of being the priority. Yes. Because you're here, you're in a body. Yes. Don't have to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you have this idea that it's selfish to some extent, even if you started off with, okay, I've never made myself a priority, but I'm going to give myself five minutes today. 
five minutes maybe to journal, five minutes to take a shower in silence, five minutes to maybe go for a walk, whatever it may be, and start with baby steps and feel into like, okay, that felt really amazing. Maybe tomorrow I can do seven or maybe, you know, we could to bump it up, like starting somewhere with making you a priority to at some level and then let it grow and expand into bigger and better things. I love that. That's such a tangible tool for anyone listening who, you know, maybe is like, oh yeah, that's fine for Courtney Tilia or Celeste. <laughs> like, for you to say? <laughs> right. But here's the yeah. thing, like, I feel like we both have been on the other side, right? Where you were a special education teacher. I'm sure you were giving more than what you had in your yeah. base. And I worked in corporate for 18 years. So I definitely was like, give, give, give. Um, mm -hmm. And so we do, we do know what it was like on the other side of that. And to me, it also is this marriage of the divine feminine and the divine masculine in our society where we've been in such a masculinated um, culture mm -hmm. that it's about bringing that femininity back. And so yeah. I love that you do this with so many photos and your beauty and your your power um it's it's just i don't know i just freaking love it so tell Thank us you. a little bit about like the different programs that you run and the different um just speak on a lot a little bit because i know that when i read your copy i'm like this bitch is on fire and i love it like it totally lights me up because you do come from this very powerful aligned and loving space it's not from ego at all no i get that a lot too they're like i can you're you're in love with yourself but like i want to also give others the opportunity to feel that same amazing powerful energy um so i so as far as programs i i help women to get realigned with their feminine to come back to their power to come back home and to heal the parts of us that feel unsafe to not be expressive or or just even that in that feminine energy or don't feel worthy feel like they have things to prove don't feel enough like we come from a place of we we heal and then we begin to bring that feminine energy into every area of their life whether it's in business whether it's in a relationship with a significant other with their kids like we really embody that feminine energy into every space because we can all think about areas where we're like I got femininity there I got it like people are like I got it in my relationship or I got it at the club I got it here but like oh the gym the gym I shut that down because that feels unsafe or I don't want people hitting on me so it's really about like okay where do we need to feel safe and worthy and enough and what do we need to heal to be able to bring this powerful energy into every area of your life um, so I deal that, do that, uh, with one-on-one -on -one clients where it's just me and the client. And then I also have a group program called bold femininity where we dive into this all together. And the beauty in that program is that like we talked about a little bit earlier about the sisterhood or the having other women in support. And that is what this group program is, is like women coming home to their femininity with sisters around them who are on a very similar journey. While their stories are different, they also get to lean on each other and grow through this together. And it creates lifelong friendships. And it's just, it's so, so, so beautiful. So I have that. Um, and then my other program is brand new. It's starting next week. It's called Sexpress. 
And it's really about being able to be that expressive feminine being, whether it's in selfies that you love of yourself or a desire to do a boudoir shoot or a desire to, to put yourself out there as a full-blown model. Um, it's about like being able to express yourself and understanding terms and angles and all of the things that encompass that part of being expressive. So, mm, I right. know I felt drawn right. to that program myself because I'm like, yeah. ooh, you're really amazing and thank you, empowering. Yeah, and like even again, it's okay to just do these things for yourself, even if you yeah. never see yourself as being a full blown model. Like, right? It's not for everyone, but yeah. having photos, even if it's a family photo where you're at Disneyland with your family, being able to look at the photo and look at yourself and be like, I love what I see of myself. That is what I want for women. That is what I want. Because we all desire to have photos that we can look back at or look and be like, man, I love me some me. <laughs> right. And it does. It goes back to the self-love thing where like yeah. I grew up with my grandmother, um, one of my grandmothers, never I snuck photos of her and thankfully did before she passed away but otherwise I would have like no photos of her other than like when she was first raising children which was my mother right like that was so many years before I was even in existence and I know women currently who rarely take a photo with their children because they're so ashamed of their bodies and Speak a little bit about that because you've birthed children. Like I haven't, so I can't speak to that, but can you like speak a little bit more about the importance of viewing our bodies as the magnificent magical things that they are? Totally. Um, I had the stretch marks and all the things after having babies. And I was like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, okay, you should accept this. Your body is amazing, but you look like a tiger. And you're getting ready to hop on like stage in front of all these people and do runway shows. And I was like, I, it, I, it's okay for me to love me. It's okay for me to love and accept me and put myself out there because I did fucking birth babies. I did that. My body did that. And it doesn't disqualify me from doing the things that I desire because I have stretch marks or I have cellulite or I have these different imperfections and actually like a few months ago I went to a shoot that was a full nude shoot with like 14 other women and it was artistic and it was like a beautiful opportunity and even though I've done so many shoots there was a part of me that was like ooh, stretch marks scars things in different places and I was like we got there and when it came time for all the women to like declothe and start to do the shoot I remember all the girls like you know, talking about like, Ooh, what about this? And then there was this moment where we were all like, we all had this realization together that we we're like, we all have imperfections. Every single one of us, no matter the size, no matter the shape, no matter anything, it did not matter at all. We all had things about ourselves that we were like, I wish this was a little different or I love for this to be a little different, but fuck, I feel amazing now. And it was an amazing, amazing experience to be a part of that and realize like, we just get to be expressive. And if no matter the size, and the question I always ask is, 
if you didn't have fear or judgment or resistance or knew you got to be loved and accepted, how would you love to express yourself now? How would you love to be seen and viewed and put yourself out there without all these different things? Because we want that. So good. So good. Oh, thank you. Because at the end of the day, we're our own worst critics. I think that's what comes up too. Totally. Like 100%. nobody else at that shoot was looking at you and saying, oh, look at your <laughs> We're all trying to figure out our own things. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And so totally. when we can step out of that, you know, yeah. in the safety of the container that you hold in those programs is really powerful. And so thank you for doing this work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love it. It lights me up. So. Yeah. That's how you know you're doing the right thing. Right. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Courtney, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you. Let us know where can people find you online, on Facebook, on Instagram, like all the things. Yeah. I'm, I'm Courtney Tilia on everything. Um, last name's T I L L I A for those searching. Um, Courtney Tilly on Instagram, Courtney Tilly on Facebook, uh, CourtneyTilia.com for my website. So that's where you can find me on all the different platforms. That's super easy. So yeah, if anyone feels called to follow Courtney or go to her website and inquire about what are the programs that she has coming up, you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram too. She definitely talks about all that stuff. This is why I, I love do. it. I put it out there. <laughs> I love it. You have to be bold and you have to be bold. Yeah. And really offering your services. And so thank you for doing that because I know that you're changing lives in a big way. And even having this conversation is going to open up so many other people to different views of, Oh, I thought that I had to hide. And in this culture, women are always blamed when something awry happens. Um, and that's, or, you know, rape, trauma, like all that type of thing. What was she wearing? Where was she? You know, and that's not true. Like, that's not right. true. Right. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with me. Yeah, this is Celeste Hartwell. This is Divine Feminine Leaders podcast. We're a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women, by women, and helping you step into all of the parts of your femininity in whatever way that feels inspired for you, because that's what we need more of in the world. Honestly, yes. mm-hmm. that's where the love and the flow and the grace comes from. And it's really important. So we thank you so much for being here with us and we'll see you next week. Yay. Thank you.